Welcome to another episode of Jammin' with Jason. Hey, before we get started today, I wanted to let you know this episode is sponsored by C-Risk Academy. Now, did you know that C-Risk Academy is the number one on-demand and webinar training platform for internal auditors and professionals in risk management and compliance? With hundreds of on-demand courses and webinars each month, you are sure to find training and certification courses that are relevant to help you do your job better. Their on-demand training gives you the ability to study anywhere, anytime, and on any device so you can fit in your professional development on your schedule and you receive a CPE certificate for each course you complete. C-Risk Academy is also running a special for listeners of the podcast where you can save 50% on all courses through November 30th. All you need to do is click on the link in the show notes and use the coupon code JAMMING2019 when you register to get the 50% off discount. So make sure to click on the link in the show notes and get your 50% discount today when you use the coupon code JAMMING2019. Welcome to Jammin' with Jason Mefford, a show where we discuss topics relevant to chief audit executives and professionals in audit, risk, and compliance. We discuss the technical and soft skills needed to navigate the minefields of organizations. You hear best practices and practical advice for helping you advance your career, and we'll even talk about music, mindfulness, and psychology, because we can. So sit back and relax while you listen to the number one podcast in the world for internal auditors, unscripted and unedited. Well, welcome, my friends. Hey, I want to start off asking you a question. Are you making conscious decisions each day to get where you ultimately want to be? You know, that's a question that you should be asking yourself probably on a daily basis, but at least on a weekly basis. And uh, it goes right in with what I want to talk with you about today. And that is about choices. And also kind of to tie in a personal note on this is why I do what I do and why I have made some of the choices that I have in my life. Now, whether you realize it or not, so either consciously or unconsciously, you are making decisions every day of your life that have gotten you exactly where you are right now. So if you don't like where you are, that's because of the choices that you have made in the past. If you want to be somewhere different, that means you're probably going to need to take some new and make some new decisions. So I want to share with you some of the different decisions that I've made in my life uh, to be able to help you really kind of give you steps that you can take uh, to be able to make decisions. Because as I said, every day you are making decisions. And if you have a goal or you know where you want to get in your life, it all starts with decisions that you make today. So, as I said, if you're not happy where you're at, it's time to make some different decisions. 
Now, for those of you that are where you want to be right now, one of the things that you're going to see that we're going to talk about is the gratitude that you probably feel right now. And what you don't realize, again, is that gratitude that you're feeling really is gratitude for the decisions that you chose to make in the past to be able to help get you to where you are today. Now, I want to start off and um, you know share, as I said, a few different things with you, um, kind of as 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 we go through this. So, you know, I was I was standing and I could see the stairs in front of me, and I could see the stairs. I could smell concrete and steel, but I just couldn't move. And it was probably the strangest, one of the strangest experiences that I have had in my life and is still very, very visible to me every time that I think about this. You know, I was, I was standing there, I could feel the concrete wall on my back and I was having these voices in my head you know, that were telling me that I was no good and that everything was over and that it was done and I didn't know what to do and literally I could not move. I could hear steps coming in the stairwell and I knew that I had to move, but I just felt like I couldn't move and I didn't know what to do. And at that point, you know, I had a decision to make. What was I going to do? Now, what had happened just before that incident was I was in, ex in an executive meeting at one of the companies where I was a chief audit executive. And we had a new CEO come in and one by one, you know, executives would leave, new executives would come in. And the culture in the organization started to change and I remember this one particular meeting where I was throwing a bunch of political landmines in front of me. And I really didn't know what to do. And I left that meeting knowing that something was going to be different in my life. And I remember again, as I was walking back towards my office and I had to take the stairwell to get down, uh, you know, a couple flights to back to my office. And I got into that into the into the stairwell and just froze. And again, at that point, I had to decide what I was going to do. I could hear steps coming and I was I was feeling embarrassed that I couldn't move and I didn't want somebody else to see me in this state. And all I could think to do was breathe. And I started breathing. And very shortly after a few seconds, all of a sudden I kind of regained my composure and I was able to walk back to my office and start to figure out what I was going to do. Because at this point, you know, I had a choice to make and there were some things that I was going to need to do that I was honestly scared about, um, but knew that I had to do it. And again, as we're talking about choices, right, that 
that as, as we go through and there were some choices that I made after that experience, because I realized, you know, very quickly that I was not the only chief audit executive that was feeling that way. There were others that were out there that were going through some of these same, uh, you know, politically charged things. I mean, the best thing I, I can use to describe it is it's like other executives in the organization are placing landmines and hoping that you step on them. And so, you know, finding a way to be able to help people to avoid those political landmines. You know, some of those decisions that I made that day and over the next year led me to want to coach other chief audit executives. You know, because again, as I said, I realized I could see, I could feel how the job was actually affecting me personally. And I knew that others out there were going through some of those same things. I was not alone and I was learning what I needed to be able to avoid those political landmines and wanted to be able to share that with other people. Now, so when I had an opportunity to make a decision on do I continue in corporate America or do I end up leaving and start doing training, speaking, coaching, that decision was fairly easy for me to make at that point because I had gone through a time period to be able to help me in doing that. And so again, I'm going to go through here in just a few minutes and actually talk about uh, kind of the steps that we can take when we get to a decision point in our life and we need to make a choice. Now, another, another uh, experience here, you know, I've, I've spent many, many years, uh, literally millions of miles, over, at least over a million miles uh, in actually flying all over the world to be able to train um, auditors, risk management, and compliance professionals. And I love that work. I love going out and teaching people and, uh, and helping them learn how to improve in their career, how to learn new knowledge skills, knowledge and skills so that they can gain those competencies. And so they can really become proficient in their profession and be able to carry that on throughout their whole life. But again, you know, I, I remember there was a time when, as I said, I was traveling all over the world and I was usually gone doing three to five day trainings. Now, because I was traveling, you know, literally all the way around the world, I had several, uh, you know, completely around the world trips uh, you know, where I would, I would leave my home in Los Angeles and I would travel one way and I would end up coming around the globe the other way back to Los Angeles. And I remember, uh, you know, again, these were kind of excruciating flights if you've ever been on, you know, 10 to 16 hour flights. And, and it, it, it really took, started to take a lot out of me. But, you know, I love doing the work and I was out there teaching people each week. And then all of a sudden I kind of woke up and realized that it had been 13 weeks since I saw my wife. Uh, because I was around the world going from place to place to place to place, it had actually been 13 weeks 
since I was home and saw my wife. Now, 13 weeks doesn't seem like a lot until you realize that's over three months. Now, again, when I realized that, uh, I just really started to have all of these feelings, you know, come back into me. Uh, and the reason for that is, you know, some of you may know, others do not, but I was actually divorced uh, previously. I was working a lot. There were a bunch of different things that were going on, but I ended up divorced and knew that if I was going to continue on this path of being gone so much of the time, there was a very good chance that I would get divorced again. Now, when I, when I actually realized that, it just hit me, you know, I, I felt like there was this, uh, <laughs> like I just got a big old punch to the gut on, you know, I cannot be a failure. I cannot fail again and have another divorce. But I was a little bit torn, right? Because I love doing the work I love going around and being able to be with everybody, but I love my wife as well. And again, had a choice to make. Was I going to continue down that path, continue to consciously make that choice, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> that I could see would probably end in divorce a second time, or do I consciously make a different choice? And at that point, I chose to make a different choice, you know, because as I started thinking about it and realizing the reasons why I love teaching and speaking and helping people, I realized I did not have to be in person to do that, right? In fact, you know, I was going all over the world being able to help thousands of people every year, but realized that from an online space, I'm actually able to help millions of people. You know, instead of just having people in front of me for a few days each week, now literally I have people that are listening to me every single day, right? My message is able to get out there much more than it could if I was in person. And so again, as I went through and kind of thought about what my bigger purpose was and the impact that I wanted to have on this world, I was able to make a different choice and consciously choose to move from being in person and traveling all over the world all the time to actually being able to be online and literally affect millions of people's lives. And I'm so grateful for that now. Uh, you know, again, at the time it was a little scary because I, I, I didn't, you know, quite know what I was going to do, how this was all going to work out. But that's the thing that usually happens a lot of times when we have to make these choices. We don't know exactly how it's going to play out. And so there's an element of courage. We have to have the courage, again, to believe in our purpose and do the things that we believe are most important. Now, you know, again, I, I see um, and have for many, many years, a lot of the different challenges that we're having in our profession of internal audit. You know, when I, when I started in the profession 25 plus years ago, 
some of the same things that we were discussing at that point are some of the same things that we're discussing now. And that really concerns me. And, you know, as a result of that, you know, I mean, some of the challenges that we see of, of executives not really understanding what internal audit does about, you know, cutting back budgets, about downgrading or outsourcing internal audit. And, you know, when those things happen, it makes us feel frustrated. It makes us feel unappreciated. And it, and it really kind of sucks. And I've gone through this a few times in my career as well, where people just don't really understand and, and it, it actually internally affects us. But here's the thing. We have an opportunity to make things different. We have an opportunity to be able to help align what we are doing better with management, with the key objectives of the organization, so that those others in the organization actually see us as a trusted advisor. And I know people, again, have been talking about this for a long time, but it doesn't seem to be working because we're focusing on the wrong things. Now, you know, again, how is it going to feel for us to be able to be seen as a trusted advisor? Well, you know, instead of feeling frustrated, it just feels good. I mean, it really, really feels good to be appreciated, to be needed, and to actually feel like we are providing the value to our organizations that we know we can provide. You know, one of the reasons why we went into this particular profession. Now, you know, again, there, there are these challenges, but there are these opportunities. This is one of the reasons why I do what I do, is to be able to focus on these opportunities and help people to be able to learn what we need to, to develop both technical and soft skills so we can take advantage of those opportunities and have that feeling of being appreciated and being grateful for the value that we are able to provide to our organizations. You know, it even goes back to some things like certifications. You know, I, I've helped hundreds of people pass the certified internal auditor exam, but you know, it, it, it really breaks my heart to talk to people who have taken and failed parts of the exam multiple times, you know, because then again, you know, when, when they do this, when they fail the exam, then they start feeling like they're worthless, like they're stupid, like they're not good enough, which is a, cr a crock. Okay. That is just a crock. And, and it just breaks my heart to hear people say things like that. And so again, right, if we go back to decisions, I've seen this going on for over two decades. And now I'm choosing to do things differently. You see, I don't think that certifications need to be the way they are. Because most of the time certifications end up trying to limit who can get the certification by playing little tricks and games. And you've heard me talk a little bit about this in last week's episode, but it's just wrong to go about it this way. People shouldn't have to spend years and tens of thousands of dollars to be able to prove that they know something, especially when the game is rigged. 
when the game is rigged to try to reduce the number of people who can actually get certified, that's just wrong. That is just wrong. So again, I have a decision that I need to make. Do I just let things go like they've been going and think, oh, maybe it'll get better, even though it hasn't in the last 25 years? Or do I consciously make a decision to be able to help change the future? And I've chosen to make a decision to improve the future. You shouldn't have to go through all of that to be able to get certified. And here's, here's the reality, right? I have spent my career, I've developed several different professional certifications and exams for various groups all over the world, some of which are the top certifications in those particular uh, uh, parts of the business world. And I know that we can do the same thing here in internal audit. And again, that's why I have chosen to be able to come up with and develop certifications that people can actually prove their competency in, in one to two weeks, and actually be able to obtain a professional designation instead of having to spend years and tens of thousands of dollars to be able to do it. And guess what? The game isn't rigged this time. So if you understand the information and can pass the exam, you get the certification. You don't have all the arbitrary stuff that goes along with it to try to limit and only allow certain people to have the certification. Because here's what I believe. I believe the more people that are certified, the more people that take the time and make the choice to invest in their learning and to be able to prove their knowledge by taking an exam, I think everybody should be able to be certified who can do that. And the more people that do that, the more people that invest in themselves and make that decision and commitment, the better off our profession will be in internal audit and the better off our organizations will be as well. Now, let me jump in a little bit to decisions, right? If, uh, you know, again, Jason, you're saying that there's all these decisions we have to make, how do we actually make those decisions? So here are a couple of steps for you to be able to go through when you need to make a decision. So if you remember back to when I was standing in the stairwell and I was having a mild panic attack, I couldn't move, couldn't hardly do anything. The first thing I did was breathe, okay? That is the first step to making a decision. Because here's what happens. When you get in one of those situations where it's stressful, the activity in your brain, the, the, elect, the, the, the magnet, uh, electricity going through your brain is actually going through at a very high frequency. It's called beta, beta wave frequency in your, in your brain. When you are in beta wave frequency, it is very difficult to do anything. You feel very anxious. You feel confused. You're not really sure what's going on. Uh, and, and consciously, you kind of shut down when you get up into the high beta waves. So the first thing you have to do is slow your brain down. And the way to do that is to breathe. And you can do that anywhere. All you have to do is stop and 
And if you do that for about 30 seconds to a minute, you start to slow down and you can start to actually see uh, and think clearer. So the first step to making a decision is breathe. The second point is consider what it is that you want. So go back and think about purpose. Think about your mission, whatever you want to call it, but think about ultimately what it is that you want to accomplish. Now, again, you know, you've got to be honest with yourself because sometimes we're afraid to be honest about what we really want. And in this step, you really have to be honest with yourself about what it is that you want. Because if you're not clear on what you want, it's going to be very difficult for you to be able to make the right decision. The third point is, again, after you figured out what it is that you really want, now it's time to start to listen to your head and your heart. But here's what I'm going to tell you, because the third step is go with your heart, not with your head. Okay, go with your heart, not with your head. And I know this step may be very, very difficult for those of us in this profession because we are taught to be analytical. We are taught to think about things and, and to go through and analyze this way and that way and everything else to try to come up with the perfect or exact thing that we should do. But the reality is your heart already knows what you need to do, your head usually tries to talk your heart out of it. And when I've made decisions based on head instead of heart, they've almost always been the wrong decision. So go with your heart. Now that leads into the fourth step that I wanna go with you today, which is have the courage to take action. Okay, so the four steps again are breathe, Consider what you want. Go with your heart, not your head. And have the courage to take action. Now, let me go through and just kind of share with you how this actually looks in real life. So again, if you remember, I was at a decision point where I had to decide do I continue to travel the world as much as I am and risk becoming divorced or do I make a different decision? So at that point, again, I was feeling very anxious. I didn't know what to do. First step I had to do was actually breathe, slow down so I could actually think clearly. Next, I had to consider what is it that I really want? Okay, and, I, and again, this is again where we said you have to, I said you have to be honest with yourself. You know, it's, it's glamorous to be flying all over the world and to have all of these pictures from different places in the world, but is that what I wanted or did I wanna help people? Did I wanna help bring out the potential in people? Did I wanna actually teach, speak, help them unlock that potential and teach them the skills that they needed to, to be able to have a fabulous life. Which of those did I really want 
And the answer was, I want to help people. I want to speak. I want to teach. I want to coach people to be able to help them have the best life that they can have. So again, as I thought about that, and as that as my end goal, then I had to start thinking about what does that mean? Well, that mean meant transforming my business from a mainly in-person training company to something that was virtual. Now, that's what my heart wanted to do, but what do you think my head started doing? Oh, if you do that, then you're gonna be giving up all these different clients and then you're not gonna be doing this and you're not gonna be doing that. And where's that gonna come from? How are you gonna be able to do that, right? And my monkey mind started to take over and wanted to talk my heart out of what I knew the right decision was. And so again, I had to have the courage to take the action and to go after what I knew my heart wanted to do, which was transform my business into an online business and businesses, right, plural here, so that I could actually impact millions of people each year instead of only thousands. Now that's the right decision for me. It takes a lot of courage because you know what, if, if any of you have ever had a business, it takes a while to completely redo your business. And it's not always the easiest along the way, but I'll tell you right now, I am so grateful for those decisions that I made one or two years ago to be able to go down this path because of the impact and the people's lives that I have been able to help. I am so grateful for that. Now, you've got decisions to make. You've got decisions today, tomorrow, next week, next month to be able to make. How are you gonna do it? You go through the four steps, are you ready? First off, you need to breathe. Second, consider what it is that you want Third, go with your heart, not your head. And four, have the courage to take action. Because here's what I'll tell you. When you make a decision, let's, you know, and maybe three days from that decision, all of a sudden, after you've made the decision, you start to see the world a little bit differently. You start to hear things a little bit differently and you start doing things differently. And then maybe three weeks from that point, you start to realize the impact of this. You're starting to, you know, feel better about yourself. You're starting to be excited about where you're actually going to be going. And the pathway starts to become so much clearer. And then maybe just three months later, you know, you're starting to see things come to pass. You're starting to see the benefits that come, that came from that decision that you made at that time. And you just feel grateful. You know, you feel grateful for the, maybe the things that you have, the things you were able to do, but you know, here's the kicker. You actually start to realize 
that what you're really grateful for is that you were grateful that you invested in yourself and that you had the courage to make that choice. Because again, as I said at the beginning, consciously or unconsciously, you are making decisions every day of your life that get you exactly where you are. If you don't like where you are, it's time to make some different choices. If you, if you like where you are, then you're feeling pretty damn grateful that you made those choices to get you where you are today. I'm grateful for the choices that I've made. I am grateful for what I am able to do. And I hope that today's episode shares with you a little bit more about why I do what I do. Sometimes I know I come off as being a crazy guy locked away in this, in this recording studio in Los Angeles, but I do it because I have purpose and passion in what it is that I'm doing. Because I know that we can all make this a better world. And that is my hope, especially for our profession of internal auditing. That's why I am here. So go out, consciously make those decisions to be able to help you get to where you need to be and want to be. And then make sure to have gratitude when you get there. With that, my friends, go out, have a great rest of your week. And I will catch you on the next episode of Jamming with Jason. And that's a wrap. Thanks for listening to today's episode of Jamming with Jason. Keep on rocking in the audit world. Have a great rest of your day, and I'll catch you later on the next show. If you'd like to earn continuing professional education for listening to today's episode, head on over to C-Risk Academy at ondemand.criskacademy.com. And that's C as in the letter C, riskacademy.com. Not only do you get a CPE certificate, but you also will have access to the video version of today's show. The views and opinions expressed on this show are that of the individuals and not of their respective organizations.